Please be seated for our Bible readings. The first reading is taken from the book of Psalms, chapter 34, beginning at verse 1, and can be found on page 538 of the Old Testament section of the Church Bible. In this reading, David, the psalmist, speaks of his reverence of and deliverance by the Lord. Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast to the Lord. Let the humble heart hear and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Look to him and be radiant, so your faces shall never be ashamed. This poor soul cried and was heard by the Lord and was saved from every trouble. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, happy are those who take refuge in him. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 26. It can also be found on page 60 of the New Testament section of the Church Bible. In this reading, the angel Gabriel visits Mary to announce how she will be the mother of Jesus, followed by Mary visiting her relative Elizabeth. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favoured one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. 
And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her, who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why? Has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices In God, my Saviour, this is the Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated and shall we pray together. Lord, may my mouth speak wisdom and the meditation of my heart bring understanding that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher this morning, that what is of me would just wash away, but what is of you would sustain us for our life to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's said that there are four stages to a man's life. I wonder if these are true. You believe in Father Christmas. Then you don't believe in Father Christmas. Then you are Father Christmas And then you look like Father Christmas. Is it true? See, remember those days? It might be a long time ago for some of you. The wonder, the joy, the mystery of Christmas and believing in St. Nick. But then there might have come a day when you might not have believed. And all I want to say on that is be, be very careful about what you might not believe. Because... It was eight years ago on Christmas morning. I remember it as if it was yesterday. Christmas Day 2013. And I awoke and I found this note on my pillow. I've always kept it. Dear Ian, I am afraid you have been very naughty this year. Well, 2013 was a bit of a dodgy year. Because you haven't believed in me being real. You were good when you were a child, exclamation mark. I have given you a chance to believe in me by getting you a couple of presents this year. If you believe in me, then I will get you more presents next year. Lots of love, big heart, Santa. See, be very careful what you don't believe. See, it's why I've got four presents on my Christmas list this year and not two, because I believe. But then, 
there might come a moment when you feel like you are Santa Claus. When you feel like you're always giving presents. And then there's that fourth stage. You know, I noticed it on Thursday morning as I was perhaps getting my hair cut. And I noticed all these lovely flowing locks hitting the floor. And as I looked up at the mirror, I noticed that more of the pepper was turning to salt. Yeah? Ever had that feeling that you feel like you're starting to look like Santa Claus? You know, maybe one of the things you might have done as a child, or maybe as a parent you might have encouraged your children to do, was to write the Christmas list to, to Father Christmas. It was so much easier, wasn't it, when you knew what your kids wanted for Christmas? So much easier. But then it got me thinking, I wonder, have we ever written a Christmas list? Or a Christmas letter to Jesus. Perhaps we might want to say, have we ever written a Christmas prayer to Jesus? And if we were to write that Christmas prayer to Jesus, I wonder what would be on it. Anne Lamott has wrote a best-selling book on prayer. In which she says that there are three words that we use most often when we pray to God. Those three words, uh, here's the first one of those three words. It's the word help. When the angel Gabriel visits Mary, and when he says to Mary that she will be a mother, and the mother of Jesus, her immediate reaction is, help me God. What does the text say? She was very worried and afraid. You know, Mary thought her life was being turned upside down, almost as if it was unraveling before her. And I wonder if you were to write a a Christmas prayer letter to Jesus, I wonder if the word help might be in it. Maybe you've had some bad news this Christmas time, and you might feel your, your life is maybe falling apart a bit. Or someone you know and love, their life's unraveling before your eyes, and you might just want to say those words. Help, God. The second word that we use most often when we pray to Jesus is wow. Wow, God. You know, when the angel Gabriel visits Mary and explains how she will become pregnant and how she will give birth to the Son of God, it's one of those Wow, awesome, mesmerizing moments that kind of just leaves us speechless because words become meaningless. Only you, God, only you could do this for the text says for nothing is impossible with God. It just leaves Mary to say, here am I, here am I, just me. A simple teenage girl, a simple country girl, from Nazareth that I might be a servant of the Lord and you know isn't it amazing when God might just come and interrupt your life with a wow moment you know like like we see with what happens with Elizabeth when she meets Mary the wow moment that she too is, is pregnant and Her womb just leaps with joy. Isn't it amazing when God might just come and do that in our lives and we might might just leap with joy 
from inside or be filled with the Holy Spirit or that wow moment that we might just be walking along a country lane and see this awesome moment from creation or the inspiration that he might bring from seeing his light, his inspiration in a time of fear or just the everyday simple things in life. The wow moment. I wonder in your Christmas prayer to Jesus, would there be a wow moment? Wow God. Only you could do this. And then the third word that we use most often when we pray is the word thanks. Thank you, God. You know, when Mary is visited by the angel, and then when she goes to see Elizabeth afterwards, the story as we ended it ends with those very famous words of the Magnificat. This great declaration of praise to God. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. Thank you God, thank you God, thank you God. Thank you God for all that you're doing. And I wonder if your Christmas prayer to Jesus this year might have a thank you God in it. Maybe you've received some, some good news actually this year. After all the Christmas story is the, the story of good news of Great joy for all people. I think a different angel said those words, didn't they? Now I wonder where would be the thank you. You know, I find many people feel a need to pray to God. But not as many people then feel a need to praise him afterwards. So where would be our thank you? Help. Thanks. Wow. And so when you came into church this morning, and you could do this at home if you're, if you're watching online, all you need is an envelope, and you'll see inside your envelope, why don't we, why don't we look now, you should have a piece of card. And so what, we, what we're going to do this morning is we're going to apply these words that I've been saying this morning. And I'm going to give you this opportunity for the next five minutes. We're going to take this time to write our Christmas prayer to Jesus. You might want to use those words, help, wow, thanks, as, as a guide. You might want to just write one word on it, because that might just be your one word, your one Christmas prayer. You might want to write a few lines. It's, a, it's entirely up to you. And then we're going to put it in our envelope, seal the envelope. And that's our Christmas prayer. And if you're watching online, you could, or at home later, you can, you can do this yourself. You could put your Christmas envelope, your Christmas prayer envelope on your tree. Or if you're going to visit someone for Christmas this year, take it with them. Put it on their tree. Use it as a great witnessing opportunity to say, this is my Christmas prayer to Jesus. And see what conversations might just start to happen from there around the Christmas tree. You see, but what we're going to do in this building this morning is once we've written our prayer and we've sealed it, then when we take communion, I'm going to invite you to then go up here and go behind and place and decorate, start to decorate the Christmas tree behind us of our Christmas prayer that we will pray, not just this Sunday, but every Sunday through this Christmas season. Help. 
thanks. Wow. You see, many people are, are hungry for God, especially at Christmas time, many people are hungry for Jesus. Just sometimes we go looking for him in the, in the wrong places. But as David said in a different psalm, didn't he? Jesus is like your favorite food. Once you've tasted a bit of it, you always want to come back for more. But unlike your favorite food, you can never consume too much of it. So may we this Christmas time taste and see that the Lord is good and happy are those who take refuge in him. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so we're just going to take these moments now in, in our service. You should have found a pen just by a pew if you weren't given one when you, when you came in. And we're just going to take these moments now to we're going to take about five minutes for this, just in the silence, to write our Christmas prayer to Jesus. And then, once we've done that, I'll invite Keith to come and lead us in our intercessions.